BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the morning toast. Happy Wednesday. Happy hump day. Happy second day on the new interface. Hey, Claude, how are you doing? Hello, Jacqueline. I am doing great. It is hump day. I am I've already humped someone I love. So I'm just, I don't know, I'm kicking off the day in a really positive headspace. We absolutely love to hear that. And also we are so excited because we are recording today's episode still remote, but there is a video component. So if you have been waiting for the YouTube to come back, head over there if you're listening as a podcast. And for the YouTube listeners, we're sorry, we've missed you too. And now you can see like brew in the background with heating pad. You can really, you can see these beautiful faces, even you though mine is. You can see the is... pimples, the pores, the puff, the bloat. The puff, the bloat. That's the very real to me today. Yeah, I didn't have time to gua sha or um, ice roll my face. So you're just getting the full pizza face today. I am beyond ice rolling. You know, this is just who I am now. No, that's an important thing. Like, I feel like for a long time I was like gua shaing every morning. Like, and I definitely saw some some lifting, some sculpting. But at the end of the day, this is who I am. This is my face. It is round. And I must learn to love the things I cannot change or I will not change. Yeah, I I agree. But still, you know, sometimes it's nice to feel like you're doing something for thyself productive well we're doing something productive because we have a fabulous show you know yesterday's episode was low-key like a banger it was so funny I actually went back and listened to it as a podcast which I don't really do sometimes I'll go back and watch YouTube but Bobble we were just we were killing it I mean justice for Bobble because he's getting cheated on left and right Yesterday's episode was really funny, and I'm really excited for today's. We have a lot to talk about. We have to recap Vanderpump Rules. I had such a busy day yesterday finishing up the book for the Redheads, and then we recorded the episode of the Redheads last night, so that will be up tomorrow for the community. And I also think, like, January is a great month for the Redheads community in general. A lot of people resolute to read more, and they Mm want to jump in with a snitch's choice. So the episode was really funny. It was actually way more polarizing than I thought it was going to be. I thought we were all just going to be like, yay, cute snitch's choice. But there was dissension. Scandal amongst the redheads? Scandal. It hasn't been that heated since Clara and the Sun, honestly. Ooh, a dark time for the community. If you know, you know. So that'll be up tomorrow, and it's always a good time recording with the girls. I finished um, 
Emily in Paris. So just remind me to touch on that in the TV recap segment because I have thoughts and they are overwhelmingly negative, which is tough for me because you know I'm starting out this year on like a positive foot. I'm getting my hair cut today. New year, new me. And Emily is just bringing like that negativity, that heaviness, that darkness that I was consumed by in 2021. Um, It's bringing it straight into 2022. It's hard to be positive while also being factual. And it's hard to be positive when you're watching Emily in Paris, period. Yeah. No, like, there's, like, something about positivity that requires a bit of delusion. Jackie, I couldn't have phrased the sentence any more perfectly. Okay. Then we'll leave it at that. And that's just something for you guys to chew on. Not even delusion borderline like ignorance willfully ignoring like what's going on like look around why would you be positive (laughs) (laughs) right okay cool I'm glad that you know we have something to think about today I feel like we're asking in the new year like in these three episodes we're really Mm -hmm. asking some big questions like Mm -hmm. what's in a name you know what is in a name a lot there's a lot in a name so true so how was your night otherwise without Emily ruining it it was good. Oh, my God. You know, like, Ben, ha- like, has an obsession with these Breathe Right strips? No, but okay. Okay, so, like, a couple months ago, he started snoring really bad, and it was waking me up, like, at all parts of the night. So I'm like, you have to do something about it. So we went to Dwayne Reed, and he bought these strips that he puts on his nose. He wears them around the house, like, at noon. Like, it's not even just for sleeping. He loves them. They're and a fashion he, statement. They're a fashion statement. He got a PR package from the brand, and, like, for him, like, that's, like, you getting a Birkin. Like, he hit... <laughs> Peak, peak influencing. And I guess like last night was the first night in a really long time that he forgot to put one on before bed. I was up all night like shoving him, turning him to his side. So I'm like fucking cranky this morning. And I like yelled like I know snoring is out of people's control. Like I'm, how, how, how can you be mad at someone for like a, a bodily function? But I found a way and I was so like I'm like a little cranky. Like if, if you're feeling if you're sensing that blame Ben. Okay, I will definitely blame Ben. And even though snoring, you know, I guess technically is not a person's fault, it feels like it is. And it also feels like a personal attack. attack. And they do say, like, if you sleep on your side, you won't snore. So, I mean, like, right now, I have to sleep on my side. And, like, of course, I would love to sleep on my back. But I'm like, nope, sleep on your side. Ben doesn't – it's clear that he's not, you know, pushing himself to sleep on his side as well. I think there's something – borderline sociopathic about sleeping on your back like it's insane really how do I you have sleep side and belly okay yeah I miss sleeping on my belly so mm. much especially when you got a heating pad under there so good so good but sleep I I mean I have to sleep on my side now and I feel like after I'm pregnant I'm never gonna do it again it's like really annoying to have to do all the time yeah, belly is like my number one choice, but I think there's just something really creepy about people whose like number one goat way of sleeping is on their back. And I think it's mostly men, and I think it's really fucking crazy. Okay, I it's not my number one preferred method of sleeping, but I do enjoy it. It's like probably top four positions. Well, there are only four positions. No, you see those like charts that are like yes. all the different ways that you could sleep. And I think my favorite way to sleep is like on my side, but like on my belly too. You know, yeah, yeah, which I can't do, which I can't do right now either. But I do like a back moment sometimes. No, for me, like the number one way is belly, right leg up, like bent knee, hands under the pillow. 
Damn. You know what I've noticed recently? I sleep with so much tension. Like Mm. I grip my pillows so much and obviously like my jaw is always like clenched shut and I need, I've been trying to consciously like relax but I literally don't know how to relax and like my shoulders in general are always at my ears. What is that? No, and I'll be, like, trying to fall asleep, and I'm like, hmm, I wonder why I can't fall asleep. Maybe it's, like, then you realize how much tension you're clenching in your jaw. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe I have any teeth left. Yeah, yeah. No, that's something I'm trying to be more mindful of mm-hmm. in the new year. We are, like, turning this into, like, a wellness podcast. We're going to have to switch categories soon at the rate we're going. Literally. Well, it's Literally. fine because comedy is so cutthroat. I would love to be number one in a different category rather than number eight in comedy. No, we are in such a competitive podcast chart <laughs> category. And do you know that we actually, we usually peak at about eight or seven. Yesterday we made it to six. The episode made it to six. Yeah. But that's also Very because exciting. it was podcast only. Yes. And it was like our first episode back. It was the one from Monday. So, but I I'm do not- wonder if the YouTube listeners are just boycotting or if they're moving to the podcast. Do let us know. Do well, let us know. Let us know in the comments on today's YouTube episode because if everything goes according to plan, there should be We're a YouTube back. episode. Ayy. 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 Put on makeup for the first time since New Year's. Ayy. Yeah, I put on makeup. I'm looking cute and I'm like ready. I'm ready to change lives today with this episode. Okay, let's do our best. I don't know if the stories are necessarily life-changing, but you know, they are the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And today's episode is brought to you by Jersey Shore Family Vacation. Are you ready to fist pump into the new year? I am. Tomorrow, the Jersey Shore family is back on MTV with an all-new season of Jersey Shore Family Vacation. The situations are learning what it means to be new parents, but their little one isn't the only meatball serving up surprises because Snooki is back for good. Queen. The new year is bringing lots of new beginnings and some relationships are being put to the test. When fist pump comes to shove, <laughs> will Polly D and Nikki take things to the next level? Can Angelina and Chris finally make their marriage work? One thing's for sure. The season is going to be unsurgettable. So don't miss the new season of Jersey Shore Family Vacation. It all starts tomorrow at 8, 7 central on MTV. Exciting. Thank you for that. We're always looking for new things to watch and knowing that Jersey Shore is back is very exciting. And today's episode is also brought to you by Honey, because we all shop online and we've seen that promo code feel taunt us at checkout. But thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. Honey is the free browser extension that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best ones it finds to your cart. They support over 30,000 stores online, so I've used it for food, electronics, of course, makeup, clothing. They really cover... I've never been disappointed by Honey. So how it works is once you download the browser extension for free, when you check out at a website, the Honey button drops down and all you have to do is click apply coupons. And in a few seconds, they will scour the internet for all the coupons and apply the best one. And you basically just sit there and watch the price drop. So um, again, I've used it on food, makeup, clothes, really everything I've ever needed when shopping online, which is the way I exclusively shop. So there's no reason not to get Honey. With our link, you get it for free and then you're just saving money. So if you don't already have Honey, you are straight up missing out on free savings. It is free and installs in a few seconds. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash toast. That's joinhoney.com slash toast. Honey is a no-brainer for online shopping girlies such mm-hmm. as ourselves. You literally, it's free money with Honey and it makes shopping, you know, with a clear conscience. You love to see it. 
First story, some drama. Kim Kardashian unfollows Miley Cyrus on Instagram after Pete Davidson New Year's Eve special. So Kim has seemingly unfollowed Miley on Instagram following the New Year's Eve special that we, you know, glowed about. That we loved. With Pete Davidson. A Miley Cyrus fan account noted that Kardashian was following the Wrecking Ball Artist's Instagram account on December 10th. The same day, Page Six reported that Miley went to Davidson's condo after their Tonight Show appearance. But as of Tuesday, the Skims founder was no longer listed as one of her followers. The move could signal some three-way drama among Kim, Miley, and Pete after the two of them co-hosted a New Year's Eve special in Miami on Friday. So, this so is I really... Think- juicy yes it's so juicy and, and this I think is a lot to break down unpack it's layered yeah no but it's also very real like sometimes you see like unfollow drama and i'm like this is a nothing yes. burger but like this is so real and i have to be honest when i was watching the new year's special i was thinking like if i'm kim and this is my new man's and we everybody knows that we're together i would have been like a little miffed at miley she was kind of laying it on thick and when they were doing the press before Jimmy Fallon, like that, she was kind of like doing that still. So, like, if I was the new girlfriend, I would be annoyed. Yes. Okay. So I would totally agree. I think there's always like unfollowing drama, and it's never verified whether like you know Kim actually followed Miley to begin with. But this is totally fact based. Like, this is a database question. Like, it is totally real. And I have heard a few things of like Page Six was basically saying essentially what you said just like the inappropriate nature of a lot of you know the comments during press and during the actual live show Dumois had a blind that was pretty clearly about the situation basically saying Kim found inappropriate pictures um including about around Miley on Pete's phone I don't really know if that's true Kim doesn't seem like the type of gal who like goes through her boyfriend's phone like she has four kids a billion dollar business like she's busy and she's like studying for law school so I don't really know if I believe that I personally don't believe that. Me neither. But I don't think it's, I think there's more to it than, you know, just Miley acting inappropriately. Because at the end of the day, like, you have to know who you're dating. That's like Pete's shtick. You know, he's like this single bachelor guy. It's Miley's shtick. I don't know. I think there's more to the story that we don't know. Perhaps. And maybe it's something like, like, maybe like Pete came home and was like, oh my God, she's like texting me, whatever. Right, right. I don't know, but just based on what we do know, I could see how this led towards, like, there's drama and I'm unfollowing her. And, like, this is not how you act around someone else's man. Yeah. No, and to be honest, like, I'm a little annoyed because I just feel like, I don't know, I don't really want Kim, like, involved in this. Like, she's a little bit better than, like, stupid scandals like this. I, I don't think it's a scandal. Like, she was, this girl's, like... Feel, she feels like she's coming onto her man when everybody knows that they're dating and I don't want to follow you anymore. I don't want to see your face on my feed. I feel that. By the way, there also could be something to, you know, Kim followed Miley for this special, like, because she was working with her man and now the special's over and Kim just didn't feel the need to keep following her. That's also an option. How many people does Kim follow currently? Um, you know, I think it, around 150, but let me check. Oh, that's hardy. That's a hardy amount. So yeah, like, it's not like 10. Yeah, it's not like 10 and I'm only following the most relevant people week to week. Right. Right now she's following exactly 150. Okay. Yeah, so this is very real and Miley pissed off Kim. Yeah, and we just need to get down to the bottom of like what was the thing that pissed Kim off. Because I feel like it takes a lot to piss Kim off. She's very tough. I agree. And I don't think it was only just like Jimmy Fallon and the New Year special because that's sort of speculative. 
Yeah, and it's also there, just part of the job. There was all, definitely st- other stuff, but I'm just saying, like, even just seeing that stuff, if that was my man, I would be annoyed with this girl. Yeah, I definitely think the weirdest thing Miley did during the the press was that cover. Like, it should have been me. Yeah, that's what this Page Six article references, that she, like, serenaded him on The Tonight Show saying, it should have been me. And also, like, if Kim, if Pete wasn't dating Kim right now, and these two were doing press and hosting New Year's Eve together, I would be like, oh my god, they need to date. There would be a lot of speculation as to whether they hooked up, are they dating, like, because they actually, now that I think about it, like, are very well matched in just their vibes. Right. So everything to me here just, like, adds up in terms of why this would annoy someone's girlfriend. You know, it's a recipe for disaster. But Kim and Pete are going strong. They're going to the Bahamas together, and I look forward, you know, to hopefully some some photos and some content something like a picture an instagram story like anything but even just knowing that they're going on vacation together it's like another step towards the biggest ship you've ever seen it's another step towards stepdad pete davidson oh that's kind of scary frightening (laughs) okay well our next story is related Kanye West and Julia Fox see Slave Play and hit Carbone on their first New York City date. So Kanye is out there as well. He and Julia Fox took in a Broadway show with a group of friends on Tuesday before decamping to Carbone for dinner. Okay, can I say something like hella controversial? Okay, sure. When it comes to like, you know, the Kim and Kanye stuff, when I'm reading a story about, you know, Kanye, you know, lusting after Kim, I'm, you know, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. When I'm reading something about who Kim is dating, I'm like, oh my god, give me more. When I'm reading something about, like, who Kanye is dating, and maybe it's because he doesn't date anyone interesting, like, I literally don't care. You know what? I feel the exact same way. I almost didn't even pick this as a story, but then I was like, (laughs) I had to look at myself and be like, why wouldn't I care who Kanye is dating when I care so much about him? I care right. about Kim. I care about their future. You know, everything I else that he does selections. Like, it's just like, who is this? agreed who is this and also like when he was dating Irina Shayk we were interested yes because she's an interesting person but when he dates like you know just models yeah maybe like fashion girls who are Mm -hmm. low-key it's not Pete Davidson yeah it's just not giving me like the joie de vivre I usually have for stories like this yeah no I felt the same way but I did I felt the need to look inward and be like of course I should care that Kanye right. is seeing someone because it's We're part trying. of a larger story, a story that I'm very invested in. Right. Correct. So here we are. But continue. Give me the details. It was the couple's first date night in New York where, oh, she's in from Uncut Gems. She's an actress when she's based yes. in New York. Following a few evenings out in Miami, an eyewitness also told Page Six that Wes managed to stay off his phone for the entirety of the play, unlike in 2018 when he was busted for texting through the share show. That's okay. really funny. Like, it's so rude, but it's a long time to be off your phone. Like, I sympathize. Are you someone who would be on your phone in a Broadway show? No. I'm someone, if I'm not enjoying the show and I feel the need to, like, really be on my phone, I'll take, like, a long walk to the toilet, like, sit on the toilet, catch up on what's going on, <laughs> and then go back. If I'm being oh, honest. But it's, yeah. it's so rude. Like, when I see people on their phones in my show, like, I actually, I was at a comedy club in Chicago and, like, someone was fully, like, making a phone call, like, a dentist appointment right in front of me. Like, that's, I, I know how rude it is. So I would never, like, fully be, like, blatantly rude on my phone. But, you know, if I'm not enjoying myself, I will excuse myself. I think that's fine. 
I think that's fine. Also, for celebrities, it's like, one, everyone's watching you. And two, like, you're typically in a really good seat. So the actors could probably see you. And that's and even weirder. most likely gifted those tickets for free. But, like, if you are in the balcony, perhaps a few rows back, you know, you have a little privacy as a person and you get a text message, you could maybe check it. Well, actually, you'd be surprised, like, with theater lights you actually really can't see the first few rows in front of you and the person in like the sixth row is like the only person you could see and that might be the person like on their phone interesting yeah okay well then just don't be on your phone when you're going to see a performance i that think feels as like a rule of thumb that works yeah agreed you're most likely not missing anything except the performance no, except the, the way, performance you're missing nothing on your phone <laughs> Um, anyways, they went to Carbone after for dinner. And fun fact about me is I've never been to Carbone. Are you and I'm like, kidding? I know. Isn't that so weird? And I really want to go. And I'm I just like. literally going tonight. Really? Yeah. Oh my God. Will you bring me back some of that pasta that everyone takes yes. a picture of? Drop yes, it off. Of course. I will. I will. I will. I'll have to eat it tomorrow because I can't eat like after six o'clock because of acid reflux. I don't know if any of my other pregnant women, this is the newest symptom. Acid reflux that wakes me up in the middle of the night choking on my, oh my God. acid. Burning my throat. to me once? That Burning my throat. Once? It is so scary to jilt out of bed, not like gasping for air. Every single night, multiple times a night. Oh, it's that is so scary. So painful. And also like scary. I'm like, am I, am I choking? Right. Okay. So it happened to me one time. I never had acid reflux before. I just, I don't even remember. Like I just shot out of bed choking. Mm-hmm. And then I shot morning, out of bed. Shot. Like literally. And Ben I was so freaked out. He took me to City MD the next morning and they were like, you have pneumonia. I'm like, what? Oh my God. I'm like, I can't have pneumonia. I'm supposed to go to Atlantic City. And like, I remember being in Atlantic City being like, is this irresponsible? Do I have pneumonia? But I just had acid reflux. You probably just ate too close to bed. Too much, too close. A girl boss, too close to the sun. You really did. Do you have any additional thoughts on Elizabeth Holmes after the stirring debate? I do because, and I said before I gave my piece, like I don't know much about the situation. I've never watched a documentary. This is just what I've gathered from social media and then the opinion I I based that off of. Um, And I did get a lot of messages like, yes, she was defrauding like, those rich people but also taking advantage of patients and of course I don't condone any of that but it was a joke and it was a really funny one so I am gonna stick with it so I just want everyone to know when you hear me like making these Elizabeth Holmes is a hero jokes know that it's a joke and it's so funny so you can laugh I completely agree that it's so funny I was laughing all day yesterday and also reading the comments were making me laugh me too because you know when you think about it like when you think about this girl boss you know boss babe culture that we live in, like, Elizabeth Holmes is kind of, like, our queen. the face of it. Yeah, our queen, exactly. <laughs> I kind of look like Elizabeth Holmes. You do. Except she would be wearing a black, this is actually a bum suit, which is, um like, a pregnancy, like, head, like, neck to toe suit. Oh, all the way down to your legs? All the way down to my legs. It's so comfortable. I just got them, and I wish I got them sooner mm. because now I'm not going anywhere. So today was, like, the first day I was dressing up, and I was like, I have to put it on. It's How do you like, pee? There's a zipper down the back. Got it. Yeah. So I'm just, like, really, really – honestly, it might be more comfortable than wearing pajamas because it's, like, holding everything together. In a yeah, no, non- I feel that. In a non-threatening way. In a non, like, nauseating way. Yeah, I actually think you would really like, 
I like I want to wear them when I'm not pregnant. Is that weird? 100%. No. Okay. I'll let you guys know how it goes. Anyways, happy for Kanye that he's finding love and, you know, dining well and enjoying the theater. I can't believe you've never been to Car- Carbone. That is so weird. Oh, right. I know. Isn't that, like, so embarrassing? Like, even when we went to Vegas, we didn't go? No. We went to, um, went to Sedell's. Yeah, yeah. But, no, I've never been to Carbone, and that's just, like, something Maybe that'll be, like, your with. first mom's night out. How about that? I'll take yeah. you. Um, before we move on to the next story, I gotta let you guys know about some lower back pain I've been having and the home medics massager that has changed the game. So yes, my back has been really bothering me recently and I think I'm just like getting older and that's what happens as from what I've heard. So I have this fabulous product that you've got to check out from home medics. They've got a whole line of massage products to, uh, from a massage gun, a built in hot and cold technology to a massage cushion that lets you lie down or sit up depending on your therapeutic needs. And they also have a three in one foot massager with vibration so powerful it'll loosen the muscles in your legs and back so basically they have a product they have massagers that address pain points from head to toe um we have tried a lot of the products my favorite one is the massage cushion that lets you lie down or sit up depending on what you're trying to massage um and they're just great things that honestly every person over 25 should have in their house because you know things aren't getting easier for us as we get older and I do suffer like I throw out my back a lot and it's just good to have that type of um, product in your home they also have an A plus from the Better Business Bureau so they're a brand you can rely on and you can join the millions of customers who trust the home edX family to take care of theirs so whether you're dealing with chronic pain or just looking to help your muscles from a workout we've got good news right now if you go to homedics.com slash toast and use the promo code toast you'll receive a free portable phone sanitizer when you buy $100 of more or more in massage products. So that's a $60 value at homedics, H-O-M-E-D-I-C-S dot com slash toast. Use the promo code toast for the free portable phone sanitizer with a $100 massager purchase. Check it out. Your lower back will, will thank us. Homedics came into my life at just the perfect time of, you know, lower back pain, foot pain. Foot. And I've been thoroughly enjoying it it's one of those pregnancy products that are just getting me through so Mm -hmm. pregnant or not pregnant it's it's great stuff look forward to using it forever next up jason derulo is cuffed after attacking a man who called him usher the savage love singer jason derulo let his wild side come out in the lobby of a vegas casino tuesday when he allegedly attacked two men one of whom shouted quote, fuck you, bitch, at him, and called him Usher, according to video of the incident. The video seems to show the singer pouncing on the hecklers at the Aria Resort and Casino while coming off an escalator and passing a group of onlookers who had taken out their phones to capture their brush with the musician on video. In a clip posted by TMZ, someone in the crowd can be heard shouting, why did you slap him, dog? And then in a separate voice yells, hey, Usher, fuck you, bitch, in an apparent reference to another recording artist, Usher. Unclear whether he actually thought it was Usher or that was, you know, a wisecrack. But um, this is like a really crazy story. And I also like don't know how being called Usher is like so insulting to someone. I don't think I saw the video. I don't think that he was, you know, attacking them because they called him Usher. I just think that was like a part of the video that people I think found funny. Oh, okay. Um, Because I don't think he mistook him for Usher. I think it was like a dig. But the thing is, I saw the video and these two guys were like totally like troublemaking menaces, like looking for a fight, like really um, provoking him and like, like being rude. But I mean, come on, Jason Derulo, like you are so famous. What you're getting in fights with 
with fans or whatever you want to call them in hotel lobbies. Like we are, you're supposed to be above this. Like, yeah, so they were taunting him for sure. Like baiting him, but he shouldn't have given in. Like you're a superstar. What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. That's really annoying though, but I agree that he, you know, hopefully what should have just moved on. Right. Cause now it's like this big thing. No, when he looks just like a loser. Yeah, and, like, the headlines are all saying it's because he was called Usher, and as you said, right. that's probably, like, irrelevant to why he felt the way he felt. And now it's just got me thinking of the level of self-confidence that Jason Derulo has, because, like, when you're, you know, super successful and you have all these people around you who are, like, always lifting you up, like, you should be above, like, you shouldn't be able to be so easily taunted by three morons in the Aria with an iPhone. Yeah, I agree. I feel like things were going really well for Jason Derulo, and now I feel like He's maybe going through a a rough patch. You know, he's getting divorced from, like, his wife who he was, you know, they've had just, like, the best thing going and then all of a sudden it's over. And Let's talk about that. Perhaps this is part of just... It wasn't his wife. Oh. Just girlfriend. And they had just had a baby three, maybe five months into them announcing that they were no longer together. But then they seem to, like, kind of be back together on TikTok. It's very unclear. We never got, like, a clear message as to... What's going on? But I always thought there was a lot of weirdness around that breakup. Like, you were breaking up with this woman you've been with for a while who had a baby who's three months old with you. Right. And they seem so happy. And so you don't just, like... So I just... I feel like maybe he's going through some stuff. And... That's an interesting point. Like, hopefully he works it out within himself. Hopefully. Because behavior like this is just not... No bueno. No, and I love Jason Derulo. And I just... I want him to be thriving. And I feel like for a long time he was. So hopefully he can come back to that positive place. If I could just quickly do a chart of Jason Derulo's success, because it's so bizarre to me. Like, obviously, when he was only a musician, he had, like, a real peak, Jason Derulo. And then he kind of became, like, a has-been really quickly. But then TikTok really um, reinvigorated his career, added this whole new level, and it shot him back up music-wise, but then also just, like, celebrity-wise. But now it's kind of having that adverse effect. Like, he does all these, like, stupid skits that are, like, like vine comedy i'm like what are you doing it's tough out there yeah it's like he stayed too long at a party Mm -hmm. and now it's sad yeah yeah i agree then maybe maybe that's what he's feeling he's trying to find his next party Right, and now he's, like, at the place where some of his, like, you know, drama with his girlfriend and mother of his child was, like, playing out on TikTok, and she was, like, responding to comments. And it's just, like, tacky, and you're, like, you should be above that, Jason Derulo. Yeah, but it's also, like, he is having this resurgence because of TikTok. Right. And so these things are happening also because of TikTok. It's, you know, you can't have one without the other. It's a double-edged sword. You can't have the TikTok success without the TikTok drama. So true. Are you ready for our next story with just some delicious food news? Oh, I thought you'd never ask. KFC will now sell plant-based fried chicken nationwide. Oh, my God. We've got to go. We've got a mukbang. Mukbang. Starting on January 10th, KFC fans can taste the chicken list beyond fried chicken. Oh, my God. This just sounds like heaven. I mean, the pictures look amazing. I'm sure, you know, they're editorialized. Of course. The chickens are photoshopped. Yeah. But still, looks and sounds delicious. Vegetarians will finally get to enjoy KFC's finger-licking good Kentucky Fried Chicken in plant-based form. Beginning on Monday, customers can try KFC's new Beyond Fried Chicken, developed by Beyond Meat, exclusively for KFC at participating restaurants across the U.S. So I'm sure, like, the participating restaurants are not anywhere near us. Okay, even though so we that's live what I was going to say. Even that's though we live in New York City, say. and I'm sure, like, 
you know, based on demographics, this is just speculative, but I would imagine like there's more vegetarians in New York City, you know, where people than who are like Oklahoma, probably plant based yeah. dieters yeah. in like cities than elsewhere. No, I think that's a fair assumption. We always go through this. Like, we announce on the show there's a new thing. McPlant. McPlant. When it comes to actually getting your ass up, going to a restaurant and ordering it, like, it's impossible. So It doesn't exist. And I think that these big PR announcements should also roll out locations, cities, zip codes, because we're constantly getting our hopes up for you and the McPlant, and we've never really been satiated. No, we've never been satiated. I've never encountered a McPlant in my life. And you know I'm, I'm constantly seeking it out. I mean, I'm always at McDonald's and I'm always with you and we're always asking if there's a McPlant and they're like, excuse me? And they never is. But that's why you got to give props to Burger King because there's always a Beyond Burger. The Burger Beyond King Whopper franchise Impossible is really... Impossible Whopper. Impossible yes. Whopper. They are leading the space in plant-based options. Not only did they walk the walk, they talk the talk. There is actual products at all of their, you know, uh, locations, no matter if it's on a, like a shitty side of the road or in a strip mall like they got you covered at burger king yeah and that was kind of the takeaway from our mukbang is like is burger king completely underrated yes yeah but it's just with this one menu item and it's really like looking at this kfc chicken is so exciting and it's like wow i could go to kfc and get a whole meal and it's like that's how other people feel all the time about like everything what a fun feeling privilege (laughs) privilege truly literally kfc privilege Well, I'm going to keep an eye out on, like, Uber Eats and stuff and see if, you know, these items ever pop up and I could order it. Oh, yeah, Uber Eats. Like, I just feel like it takes so long for – it takes so long for the the CEO who releases this announcement down the pyramid to the actual restaurants into our hands. It's like a year later that you'll actually get what you heard about. Right. But this is, like, we're in the process. January 10th is the rollout. Five days. Start the countdown. We'll have to look into, I'm sure there's a place you could find the select locations that will be providing this. Yeah, there should be a blog that's like um, plant-based fast food. Food finder. Food finder. Plant-based fast food finder. That's good. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? I am. Oh, shit. I didn't get mine. Like, I have it, but it's not in my room. That's okay. I'll take it from here. I'm so sorry. What's it time for? Oh, that's right. The final story. Miley Cyrus, what the fuck did you do? That's a magic number. Gorgeous. Feels good. Feels good. Our fifth and final story is a little casting news. Chris Evans is in talks to Which play one's the- that? Evans. Um, Captain America. Yes, and Knives Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is in, set, is in talks to play iconic actor Gene Kelly in an upcoming film. Gene <laughs> Kelly, you know, from Singing in the Rain... He's oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gene, yep. Gene. So Chris could be stepping into the legendary actor's dancing shoes. He's in talks to play the iconic star in a so far untitled film. People can confirm. Gene Kelly died in 1996 at the age of 83. 
based on an original idea for, from the Captain America star. So I hope he gets the part if this was his idea. Right. The film tells the story of a 12-year-old boy who works on the MGM lot and develops an imaginary friendship with the Singing in the Rain actor while working on his latest movie. So is Chris Evans playing the 12-year-old boy? or no. He would Kelly? be playing the actor who makes an imaginary friend. Well, he's Oh, he's the actor? Or is he Gene Kelly? Oh, I'm sorry. It's not... Okay. I, okay. It's not an imaginary friend. It's a fictional friendship. Like, it didn't happen oh. in real life. It didn't oh, happen. Uh, <laughs> imaginary. I'm like, is the guy is like... Gene Kelly nuts? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> okay. So, I feel like this is the sort of thing that could totally... So, like, just confirming, Chris Evans is playing Gene. Gene. Yes. Got it. Okay. In a, you know... A half-true story. See, I, like, I don't see this. I don't see Chris Evans being, like, a dancing, you know, actor from the 50s. But this just might be the role that, like, changes how we see him. Because I know him as, like, Captain America, you know, big sexy man with his leotard. But maybe there's more to Chris Evans than his leotard. Honestly, I see this. And I think this would be the role that, like, changes him from being so commercial to more niche academy serious artistic but also like gene kelly singing in the rain like that's fun shit that's dancing singing like it's it's not like morose so i think this could be the perfect thing for him and it sounds like like does he sing sing and dance i i think he must have some some chops if he's putting himself up for it that's true you know, I'm sure he can dance. I don't know about yeah, the Yeah, I guess it's like La La Land with Ryan Gosling. I wouldn't have thought that he was like a singer or a dancer, but he did. He did that. He did do it. Do and you think he did it not well? I don't know. I mean, I don't like the movie and by all accounts I should. So I, I'm yeah. tempted to blame him and Emma. Emma. Yeah. One of my takeaways from that movie was Stone. like, it was good. But like, imagine how good it would have been with like two trained singers and dancers. Ooh. Yeah, I agree. Like there's something that. I mean, so many, people, Huff. so many people love the movie and to them it's a yeah. perfect formula. But for me, there's something that was amiss. I never I watched it more than once. Me too. I completely agree. And like, I'm about to say something crazy, but I actually like hate the movie. Yeah. No, like if you wanted to watch it, like I would probably go home. No, or like I would be on my phone the whole time. And it's a long movie. So that's a lot of screen time. But there is that thing like, da, 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 da. like the music is good. Yeah, because it's Pasek and Paul. Pasek and Paul do it again. Like, by all accounts, this should have been, you know, a steamy classic. And it's it should not. have been Oscar movie of the year, but it, it wasn't. It should have been, like, Greatest Showman level of, of, right. of love from me. Of entertainment caliber of, like, you know, caliber. Yeah, agreed. Anyways, but this movie does sound good, and I hope for Chris Evans that he gets the part that he wrote for himself. Because, like, that would yeah. be weird. Also, the last time we spoke about Chris Evans on the show was like the pretty believable rumor that he and Selena Gomez were dating and absolutely nothing ever came from that. And that's that's when it gets tough to do this job. When you invest 100%. in something and you hear something that really tickles your fancy and it's just a big fat nothing burger. Yeah. And then it makes and it, like, you wonder. it seemingly was like pulled out from midair. Like there was no proof ever. It makes you wonder what other nothing burgers have you eaten that you didn't even know. A lot. A lot. Five seasons of doing this show, we've eaten a lot of nothing burgers. And not that many Beyond Burgers. No, not enough. And no McPlants. None. Well, those were the Fast Five stories. I feel as though you needed to know them. And now we need to recap Vanderpump Rules because I caught up 
last night and I do have a lot of thoughts. I was feeling obviously it's not the best show on television, but before it was you like do that. You know, I have one thing to say. Before, I know. You, I know. Okay. I just like to give a little teaser of what sure, I'm sure, gonna. sure. Even though it's not the best show on television, it was eliciting some strong reactions from me. Agreed. Okay. Echo your sentiment 100%. Great. So I'm also going to talk about Emily in Paris in the TV recap segment, which is brought to you by Zotique Skincare. Do you look in the mirror every morning to see dark marks, spots, and unsightly acne scars from when you were younger? A lot of us do. We've tried other products that leave our skin dry, peeling, and they even create fine lines and wrinkles before our 30s. Well, let me introduce you to Zotique Skincare, artfully crafted for all skin types and using, uses scientifically powered ingredients to deliver the complete result that your body deserves. Zotique Clarity, the new deep correcting serum, provides the benefits of lactic acid with zero irritation or drying to your face. And now you can get the purest vitamin C effectively delivered to the deepest layers of the skin that need it most. This hydrating deep correcting serum promises glowing skin that is smooth as silk, free from dark marks, and a visible reduction of acne scars. So I've been using it now for like three months. So the Zotique products, especially the hyaluronic acid ones, are really, really premium. And you're right, like you don't see some of that destructive behavior other skincare companies have like making your skin really dry or red the products just really blend nicely into your face and right now you can get 15% off Zotique Clarity at Z-O-T-I-Q-U-E skincare.com enter code toast15 that's toast15 at checkout and you'll get the 15% off again Zotique Skincare Z-O-T-I-Q-U-E skincare.com code toast15 your order is shipped free to your door with guaranteed results or get 100% of your money back get Zotique at Zotique Skincare Z-O-T-I-Q-U-E skincare.com code toast15 for your 15% off thank you now I feel like we can properly recap Okay, so this episode was kind of crazy because now, at least to the viewer, as it pertains to Brock and Sheena's engagement, it appears as though he tried to get Randall and Lala, like, footed with the bill. That didn't work out. Tried to then, in a crunch time, pay for it himself, cheap out, couldn't afford it, and is now piggybacking off of James and Raquel's gorgeous wedding engagement weekend in, is it Palm Springs? I don't know where it is, but Santa that Inez. seems like... That seems like his plan now. And honestly, like I know I do kind of want to see it happen because it'll be so crazy. But Ariana and Tom really should have urged him against it. Like that is so mean to Raquel. So wrong. This man is a fucking cheapskate. Like it was so infuriating to watch. And at first I was like when Lala was like he expected us to pay for his wedding and his engagement. I was like, no, he didn't. Like, yeah, whatever. But after by by the way, literally Brock doesn't even really know Lala and Randall that well. And as of recently, was like in turmoil with them. So explain to me why out of all the friends he has in LA, he went to Lala and Randall first for help. Sorry, I think think I'm going to explain his his thinking. Like he saw that Tom Sandoval paid for and put on Raquel's Mm -hmm. engagement. So he was like, okay, this is a group of friends that does stuff like this for each other. So if I want to put on a surprise wedding, like I'm going to go to the friend who's going to put on the best wedding for me, Lala and Randall. And they honestly, it seems like they feel bad about like, the foot that they got off to with him and like Lala really wants to do right by Sheena so like she wanted to help as much as possible obviously not pay for it so Mm -hmm. at first when she said he expected her to pay for it I was like there's no way he expected that but then to see what he did afterwards at every turn I'm like oh no he really really did the idea 
that he would piggyback on their engagement weekend where like they chose this place. I'm sure they're pay- paying for the venue. They're paying for expensive. all the activities. It does. And I'm sure they're getting discounts, whatever. But like they planned it and he wants to piggyback in secret when like you are filming a television show. So there are no secrets. The idea that this could even be a secret is null and void from the jump. We all like even if they were able to keep it hush hush until it aired, like it still would never, ever have been a secret is so wrong and just like fucking mooch and and now it's like making mooch it's making me look at everything even though there was like moochy vibes the whole time but you know what like sometimes you gotta hustle and it's a fine line between a mooch and a hustler so true you know and sometimes you do have to ask your friends with hundreds of thousands of of followers if they'll post for free like and sometimes you're in the right to do that if that's a friend and you need a, a helping hand like that's how they can support you but now, like, now seeing how he is going about this, I'm just, like, everything he's done until this point is so moochy. Also, him and Sheena have been together for about two years, and all of a sudden they need to have, like, this shotgun wedding immediately. What the fuck is that? Like, I understand it being both of their second weddings, so they're not having this, like, big Hollywood to-do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That I totally understand. But how do we go from that to, like, literal secret shotgun wedding? I have no idea. Like, there are so many places in L.A., O.C., or on the – up and down California that would put on a wedding for them whether they wanted small or big and they could you know be within their budget because there are places that would work with them that would give them a place for free but he like one doesn't even want to do that work and two like doesn't want to pay for anything and if I were Sheena like this would make me feel so small and watching like I don't want to be the girl who got married on someone else's engagement party dine terrible it's terrible jackie like it's painful to watch and then like now you're seeing everything through this lens of like really getting a good idea of who brock is and like why he makes a lot of the decisions that he makes and then seeing him put a ring on six credit cards that he clearly can't afford um but like trying to keep up with what chino wants it's just it's all very alarming it's all coming off so toxic like when they had that little like hiccup in their interview like she was basically saying she gave more than $10,000 for him to start Homebody and in return wanted 7%. And he was just going back and forth on what the amount of money she gave him was. And he got like so angry. It's like, I'm just, I'm not sensing a good future. And I'm really proud of Sheena for getting a prenup. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Also, the Morganite ring thing, which we've experienced on um, Selling Sunset, which it's like in general I get whatever ring is going to make you happy it doesn't have to be the biggest thing it doesn't have to be diamonds but the idea of spending $25,000 on Morganite when that is the cost of a really nice diamond ring Mm -hmm. like that's I mean I don't know that much about Morganite but that just doesn't sound like a a sound investment and also like if you are trying to tighten your budget he's trying to give Sheena the biggest possible ring period right and 12 carats like who needs 12 carats and no. you're not Did even gonna, nobody like, learn anything it, it's so it, it boggles my mind and the fact that every time like the cost of the wedding comes up and he's like well now I'm paying child support I gotta I can't pay for everything and it's like okay pays child for, support once he's child support once and now like can't afford anything else for himself but can afford a $25,000 not diamond ring so stupid and I'm, I know that next week they tell Sheena about the plan to do Shotgun Wedding. Mm-hmm. And I'm very curious if she's going to have the self-awareness to put a stop to it. Because I, I don't really follow, like, I don't, I don't know if we're supposed to know what ended up happening with them. Because 
Are they married right now? I don't know. I don't want to know. I like it's like watching a scripted TV show. Like I have no idea where this is going. Um, so I don't know what she's going to say. Yeah, I don't know either. I do feel like she's going to be swept off her feet. Like she's it's like if all that stuff hadn't happened with Shay and the and her literally having to fork over half of her that was crazy bank account, she wouldn't get a prenup with Brock. But it's like fool me once, fool, you know, she couldn't do that again. But like she really is so trusting and just like yeah. she falls in love with people and just like has blinders on. And I'm not saying that she needs to like break up with Brock or anything, but like. I really would hope that she would be like, we're not getting married on someone else's engagement weekend that they planned. It's not even about money. Like, it's about the fact that, like, we are going there for them. They took time, like, they took weeks to plan this. Like, there's invitations and everything. And, like, just to make it about you, it's, like, the tackiest thing you can do. Yeah, and, you know, she knows a lot of things, but she's not a mooch. And I just, I hope that she puts a stop to it because then it's, like, Brock's moochiness is rubbing off on her and then they are the mooches yeah no it's not it's not a becoming trait he was really really bothering me and I felt like for the past few episodes like I couldn't get a full read on him in so many ways I'm like he's so great for Sheena like I'm so happy for her he seems like you know even with all of his drama like he seems like a nice guy who's really like in love with her and maybe Mm -hmm. this is it but I just feel like we're now seeing like who he really is and he's a user and Uh, I think that that is just an awful quality and so obviously like he was the real focus and he's a phony he's a phony with a 12 carat ring that is not like who needs a 12 car ring literally nobody and you know he really took up most of like the the space in my mind for the episode but there was one other thing that happened that actually well there's two things one three things sorry (laughs) like I can't watch anything about Schwartz and Sandy's because it's so painful like knowing that all these loans they took out all the money they're like you're you're t- you took out a a personal business loan or whatever, and you're giving that money to Tom Sandoval. I can't think of two dumber things. First of all, no, like Tom Sandoval is going to lead Tom Schwartz into financial ruin, mm-hmm. and that is not what I want to see when I turn on my television. And like, I just pray to God that they like in real life they don't end up opening this restaurant. But like, they are like breaking ground. Like they are moving forward, and it's just very sad to see. It's very second, sad to see. I agree. The second thing is like I also don't think it's the right time for anyone to be opening up a sandwich shop, let alone a sandwich shop called something about her or something with her, whatever it was called. And like, I was so on Katie's team with the Schwartz and Sandy's things, but now if my options are a bar called Schwartz and Sandy's or a sandwich shop called something about Mary or whatever it was called, I'm going with Schwartz and Sandy's. Oh, that's interesting. While I didn't love their original pitch idea, I do have faith that they will, you know, mold it and it will become something else. But I do like the idea in general. And I think it's also a much more conservative idea than trying to enter the like nightlife space bar. Yeah. Bar like that huge cavernous place that they have that they're going to have to fill every single night as opposed to like opening a sandwich shop and like, you know, having more like say just something a little bit smaller. But I also I don't know. She really like touched me when she was just like getting really emotional about having something for herself. And I feel like that's something that a lot of people can relate to. But I also feel like when you're a reality star and even a celebrity sometimes, like, you know, there's so many perks and I'm not going to like, I'm not going to start playing a tiny violin for these people because they, you know, get paid so much money to do these shows. But like there really is like a lack of purpose. And like you wake up in the morning and you don't have something to do and you don't have somewhere to go. And like Mm -hmm. that is not 
you know, good for, that's not like life. You're supposed yeah. to have like drive and things to do and places to go, people to see and like, you know, people who are counting on you. And like, I feel like the life of a reality star, especially like on Vanderpump Rules, it's very empty when yes. they're not filming probably. It's yeah. probably better when they are filming, but I feel like there is a lot of emptiness and I feel like her just even acknowledging that aside from like wanting to have a, a baby and not having one yet like I I appreciate that she can acknowledge that this lifestyle is not what she wants for herself yes I completely agree I thought it was very like open and brave of her I just I worry about the financials of everyone on the show but I do think Katie was 100% right in the way she explained how like she's been in business with best friends before and it was awful and you really shouldn't ever go into business with like your best friends but her and Ariana are like they're friends not by choice like by circumstance and I wouldn't say they're best friends like they know like where the line is and they both like have the same amount of like love in their hearts for each other I actually think the two of them together as a team make a lot of sense I agree their friendship is probably more predicated on professional circumstances just from doing this show than it is you know on Tom Tom on emotions and I feel like they both get that and sometimes yeah that's exactly who you should go into business with not people where there's so much emotion riding on it and whose business sense you don't really know anything about and then the one thing that I wanted to talk about was something that really fucking bothered me because Tom Sandoval went over to Lala's house to get his makeup done and you know Lala's so great like she can actually make me like anyone so they're sitting there like having a good conversation I'm like you know what maybe Tom Sandoval isn't that bad and then literally five seconds later he turns around and like not only does he pretty much lie about what uh, Lala had said um, about James and Raquel. He's like gassing James up, like trying to get him mad at Lala. And it's like, what are you doing? Like, why can't you just have a nice thing and like have it, let it be a nice moment? She wasn't talking shit. Like, you guys were just friends kind of recapping like what's going on in the group. He was like, she kind of spun it to me, James, that like you're controlling. I'm like, what are you doing? He's so fucking two-faced. Yeah, no, I think that Lala has his number and I think like him coming and wearing her makeup like was a solid for like a nice favor that he did for her. So she was going to like, you know, be nice to him in her house. But I I can't imagine she can stand him. Mm -hmm. Also, do you ever do have you thought now that like Lala and James are both single? Yes, of course. Do you think that they would make a good couple? No, I agree. Like, I know it's hard for people to, like, really understand how, like, guys and girls are, like, can be friends. But I actually think they are real true friends. Yeah. And I don't think that they should date. Though they always do have just, like, the cutest moments. And he's always, like, making her laugh. But I guess it doesn't mean, like, you have to marry that person. No, but I hear you. Like, 100%. Okay. Okay, cool. Um... And then I just really want to quickly talk about Emily in Paris. Um, I won't spoil anything, obviously, um, but it was so bad. And towards the end, like there was there was some serious low budget acting happening. And one scene in particular, like really got to me, like when her roommate Mindy was in the park, like going through some drama with her bandmates because like her bandmates found out like, oh, no, her daddy's rich. Like it was so stupid. And they're acting and it was giving community theater and it was so embarrassing. Like, I was actually, like, if somebody had walked in on me, if some, is Bruno barking? He's mad He's, about he what He was I'm upset saying. to hear about the community theater. If someone whom I respected walked into my room and saw me associated with that show, like, I would have been embarrassed. So I, I kind of, like, needed to evaluate, like, is this worth ruining my reputation over watching this show? I don't think so. Okay. That's, those are some strong words. I'm sorry. I said what I said, and I said it well. Okay. I'm still going to 
dip my toe in, but I will only go as so far as I can because I just like I can't be watching or consuming content that is hurting me. Yeah, that's like embarrassing and bringing shame to your family. Agreed. And that's why Bruno was barking. He was like, Auntie, you cannot be watching these things. You know what I want to watch? Once again, are on the same page. I want to watch Bruno in Paris. Me too. Bruno and Theo. Crew and do and brew. Crew, do, Magoo, head to Yuru. Oh my God. So good. So Um, good. So that is our show. That is the greatest show ever created. And we want to thank you guys so much for listening to the Morning Toast Millennial Morning Show. Every Monday through Friday, you can find us on you. No, let me just. I was trying to be creative, but I'm not going to stray. Hold on. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us Morning Toast and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. And if you made it to the end of this episode, thank you so much for being a true iconic toaster who listens to the valuable words that come out of our mouths. And if you made it to the end of the episode, let us know. Why don't you go drop a comment on our most recent Instagram of the triangle to honor and respect the fact that the triangle has made its return to the Morning Toast. Love you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Happy hump day. Bye.